2: Big ups to the members of the Patreon, but in particular, Nick Chavez, Ryan Pisner, Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Derek Pleaties, and Dango Gibson. If you want to support the show, it goes a long, long way to building the show and adding some new fun stuff to the show. Visit the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Cheap plug coming. As you know, Monday Pod is already up on there, and for $1, one American dollar, you can get all exclusive access to early released episodes and more so visit the patreon patreon.com There veterans minimum there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners betonline.ag sports are slowly making their way back and bet online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all ufc nascar boxing and soccer matches And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and props to go check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BlueWire for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BlueWire. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. My guest today is Nick Alvarez, one half of the Twin Talk Yanks, the good brother right there. He's been on the pod before. We did the player profile on Derek Jeter, got some really, really good feedback throughout. People really, really enjoyed that one. And we also had him on about Major League Baseball contracts in the past, kind of just shooting the shit. So with all the craziness that's happening in Major League Baseball between the players and the owners and CBAs and contracts and craziness and COVID I figure I get this guy on here and we kind of shoot the shit anytime I need some insight on baseball because I do like to be informed. I'm trying to do a better job of staying informed on the things that I don't really follow that much when it comes to sports. But I thought it was a really cool and fun conversation. So sit back, relax, show some love, and I'll catch you guys next time.
1: city i'm looking off for of respect yeah you think you got it i got it for real you, you got what i got uh, this one for those they forget in my city this one for those they forget yeah this dog of deletion is ready to kill ah homie, yes
2: what's good everybody welcome back to the show at veterans 101 where you can find everything for the show at the lame shows where you can find me my guy my favorite, oh. my, favorite <laughs> my favorite alvarez bro no cat
0: <laughs> you know why you
2: know why you're my favorite That's right good because we have the same name yeah i mean it's that simple you know what i'm saying <laughs> nick alvarez in the building the what's going on everybody what's Twin going complex? on i'm glad to be back yo yeah man Word. yo dude you know it's uh crazy i never got to i don't know if i told you this but people really fucked with that Derek jeter show that we did really yeah like they i mean it. i
1: i listened to it the, the day after and I, I loved it myself too yeah i think yeah, we did a was, great job
2: it was it was fun man it was fun and it's something that people could go back to and listen. She plug because it's mm-hmm. that's like the the point of those player profiles. Yep. Nope. But but uh, man, this idea came to my head to get you on and uh shout out to Chris, man. I know Chris couldn't make it with us today because he's busy, but that's right. I hate you guys up as I always do like. I always hit you guys up when it comes to something baseball, and I need, needed some clarity on all the shit that's happening in the MLB. And there's a lot of shit that we're going to dive into. There's,
1: yep, there's a lot, a lot going on right now.
2: And uh, I always enjoy those conversations with you two. You two really, like, you guys fucking bleed baseball. That's no I mean, you, you guys have your own show now. So you wouldn't yeah. if that wasn't the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I first of all, I appreciate that because, you know, I mean, it really is true. We, this is something we've loved to even as kids talk about like all the time. And the fact that we're like bringing it to like different platforms is awesome for us. We just love talking baseball 24 seven. So, and I, you know, we appreciate Chris and I appreciate that you contacted us for this because it's time that people, you know, really start to dig in and, and kind of pull away the curtains and see what's really going on, you know? It's for sure, big. man.
2: And I also, I also like what, uh, I stole this from, from Frankie way back, you know, know a little bit about a lot. And that's something that's always like resonated with me from the countless yeah. dumb shit that he said. He has some bars yeah. too. And <laughs> and I like that and you know, as a sports show and as a sports guy, I th- there's a there's a false narrative on me with baseball. I like it. I watch the oh, Mets. Yeah. When the Mets are good and they were supposed to be good this year, like they got yeah. they got the fourth best odds in the NL to win. And I get more invested, but it's a it's a hard sport for me to really go all in on with the regular season because
1: the longevity of it.
2: The, yeah, man, it's it's just so long, and and those like late June, early July games, dog days of summer. Yeah, kind
1: of dog days. Yep.
2: But now, with all this shit that's going on, and the possibility of a you know fifty, seventy, eighty game season. You're cutting that shit in half. These games are really going to mean something,
1: bro. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. So here's here's the thing with baseball and, like, my perspective. You have a lot of people fade away from baseball because of the 162-game season. So you have guys like Chris and I who are will watch anything, no matter what, every single pitch because we love it so much. But then you have more of ca- the casual fans. There's not really a bridge in between this was a time that they could have done that and they failed on that and now they're they're going to go to 70 you know maybe we'll cap it at 70 games we would always say hey it's those games in april and may that there are some games that matter even over 162 games but now every single pitch for every team is going to matter from game 1 to to game 70 it's going to be it's going to be a battle because it's something we've never seen before and now with the expanded playoffs hopefully you could half the league is going to make the playoffs so now it's going to be guys just fighting all over the place it's a shit show right now
2: i want to just get it out the way quick this final proposal so we have something Mm -hmm. to like kind of base this off of and then I'm, i'm gonna come back to what you said so the mlb baseball players association finalized a proposal to mlb for 70-game season. This was uh, as of today. I mean, shit, bro. How hard has it been to, like, keep up with all this news? Like, every day it's It's something new, right? Every day. Every single day. So, this is the latest one. Hopefully, by the time you guys hear this, there's not another three proposals. But this one (laughs) is 70-game season from July 19th to September 30th. $50 million in playoff bonuses. 50-50 split of new postseason TV revenues in 2021. Forgiveness of salary advance for tier one to three players, universal DH, kind of fuck with that.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it. That's a big one. That's a big but, one.
2: Especially if you're someone like me, who I think, and uh, knowing you are our, our discussions, I feel like you might agree with this. Like when the pitcher is at bat, isn't it just kind of a wasted slot?
1: It's such it's such a waste. They're they're paid to pitch. They're they're not paid to they're not paid to hit. I would. But think f- about. Think about how someone like Joanna Cespedes would benefit from a universal DH. He'll never have to play the field.
2: Dude, so, as a Mets fan, there's so many times that I wish that they had a DH.
1: If they did, they'd, or even like the Dodgers, if they right. were to
2: uh, another team, yeah,
0: Platoon
1: Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, or even you know the Brewers, where could, they could just hit Braun. Or it's gonna That's that's going to be an interesting one. Whether they keep it or not will be will be you know the next freaking discussion.
2: Yeah, think about David Ortiz's career, bro. Like, yeah. he he definitely played five to six extra years because he was just the agent. 100%. Right? And a guy like Seth, all, all, all the money he's fucking robbed from the Mets because of one playoff run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, on a serious note, dude, you guys just broke the bank for Gary Cole. And I know it's the AL, yeah. but imagine he was in the NL. Or, let's use Jacob DeGrom as an example. Yeah. Fuckin- he, he's a liability
1: every time at the plate.
2: But even so, what? If, what if uh, uh, you're thinking about that, like him getting hit by a pitch or him just um, being Round an easy out? What? What about he fucking gets a ground ball and pulls a hamstring running down first, yeah. and then he's oh, out six weeks?
1: That's happened to two Yankees. It happened to it destroyed Chiming Wong's career. If you remember Chiming Wong, he was back to back 19 game winners. The next phenom rounds the bases in Houston, which is awful to begin with. Oh, and it's
2: it's it's your favorite team to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh tears his Achilles and then it happened to Tanaka. Like I was it it was against the Mets, I believe, where he was running at City Field and that's where he like tore his quad or something in his leg and he had to miss some time. Adam Wainwright tore his Achilles. This is the guy that, you know, could have could have easily gotten to two hundred, two hundred and fifty wins. He had to miss some time for that. So I I'm fully for it because I mean if you want to grow the game too, who we love home runs. But then it takes away from the strategic AL NL. You know, you definitely manage in different aspects when you have uh, the pitcher at the plate too. So it's going to be interesting.
2: I uh, I think I think that's my favorite one of everything that they proposed. That and then and then the games. You know, the one of the biggest appeals for March Madness, the NFL playoffs. Also, and and look, I know it might be hard to digest that because the NFL is king, right? So that's always going to do mm-hmm. well, but. There's something about urgency, bro. Like the idea that these games matter. One and yep. done. I. How do you feel about the wild card matchups? That, like as of late, because I um, and, and as a casual, like for me, it's like yo, one game. This shit is popping. Yeah.
1: Um, I would like to see at least a three game series, and then because a lot of the times for teams that are making a playoff push. They use their, you know, if you need to win your 162nd game, you're going to throw your best guy. And then, but now you're, you need to win that game to get to the wild card. There's not really a day off. Maybe you have one or two days, just one day off. But I'd like to see, it's kind of who's better at the time. So for me, a three game series would kind of even the odds and see who, what team was really better to advance. But, but then again, you have the one game where it's like, you know the it, it's it's a game seven, and that's very, very exciting, especially as the Yankee fan, the last two times
2: yeah, man, yeah the Mets the Mets played one against the Giants and that shit. I remember watching that at the old studio, Cinegard, and yeah, at the home run and it was just like a eight inning pitcher duel, every yeah. top, bottom, top bottom, just constantly, but it sucked though, too because you're right, I was like, damn, son, if they had one more. But then on the flip side, even if you win that wild card, you're kinda in the hole to start your next round. Cause exactly. you just threw mad bum. Yeah. It's like, damn, so I'm probably gonna go, get him I'm probably gonna get him game three.
1: Exactly. You so won't like, get him until game three. And do I feel like
2: baseball sometimes they try to appease um fuck it, let's just say it, the me's of the world. And and in response to that, guys
1: like you and your brother kind of get angry at them for doing that they do and it and for me it started with the pace of play um you know pitchers can't pitchers have what 20 seconds between each pitch um you can't step out you can't have two feet out of the batter's box anymore um signs are a lot faster that was catering to not just a casual fan base but a younger fan base because of the sense of urgency there it is too long guys like me, I, I love that part of the game, the strategic thinking. And, you know, it's not just guys stepping out to fix their batting gloves or, you know, spit some C's. Yeah, they are. But they're really putting together what they want to do um, within the next couple pitches, the next at bat. So taking that away kind of, that was when I started to say, okay, this is, you know, starting to get a little crazy. And then they wanted to just implement so many other things now that is going to maybe bring up more younger fans but you're going to lose the guys that watch it 24/7. So where are you winning there? You know, you're you're going to get more viewers watching cable television but you're going to lose more subscriptions to MLB network to you know MLB TV because now you know there's no middle ground I feel like. It, it's in it's in a rough state.
2: I never understood that, man. I don't. I think you can, you can have a very, very successful league or show, or rap career if you just kind of stayed in your lane, right? Yeah. Like the eighteen to thirty-five demographic. And sure, there's outliers because there's always outliers. Mm-hmm. For the most part, baseball's not their thing.
1: No, it's not. Don't try it's to the cater. Older generation,
2: right? But also like. Don't try to cater more to try to get those. Like, you've lost them already. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You've lost them already. And it sucks to That's say an excellent it, point. But it's just like, yo, let me, let me rock with the Knicks and the Chris's of the world who are down with this shit regardless. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yo, for as bad as it's been and how upset you are that you don't have baseball, it's altered your show, right? You guys can't do your show because there's fucking nothing to talk about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? We didn't want to, we didn't want to feed people stuff that felt like, you know, it was forced, which we saw a lot of, you know, it, it was just something we talked about. And we said, we take pride in being able to break down every single game when it happens and give our intake on that stuff. But I'm, you know, we're not going to talk about what we made for dinner and, and stuff, you know? So we, that's what we kind of kept it to.
3: <clears throat> so.
1: And The the other thing
2: with Sorry. baseball, do you feel like they're trying to at any time across all sports, any time yeah. it's players versus owners, it never ends well.
0: <laughs>
2: like, that's just like, that's just a given, bro. Any time uh, there's a conflict of interest between the two parties, it's it's always going to lead to a lockout. It's always going to lead to delays. It's going to lead to fuckery. Yep. And it's it's, you know, it's billionaires against the people that, Are the reason they're billionaires. And there's always going to be an issue there. And I've read about like a couple reports from Business Insider, some of these like business blogs and websites that, yo, a lot of these teams, bro, the owners, this is their main source of income. And I know it might sound crazy, like, yo, bro, if I owned a team, that would be my main source of income too. But some of them don't want to go and make some of these deals they they've said they haven't mentioned any teams yet, Nick, but it's six to eight teams that feel this. Yeah. Way.
1: I heard the same thing.
2: Yep. And it's like,
1: yo, you're going to
2: make your money back. Yeah. Think about it this way. And this is what upset me. And this is why I ultimately reached out to you. It's like, dude, you take an L for one year. You're still going to own the fucking team unless you do some Donald Sterling shit like you did with the Clippers. And then all these <laughs> tapes come out. Yeah. But you're gonna you're gonna still be the owner of the team, bro. You'll, you'll make your money back, right? You're gonna, and the risk, the downside to that is you don't play this year, right? Next year, you you said something about the the contract is up next year.
1: Yes, the collective bargain agreement. They're renegotiating next 2021.
2: So, like, what happens if that shit gets delayed? Have you thought about that? Then you have two <laughs> years of no baseball, maybe.
1: Yeah. That. Jeff Passon wrote something on Twitter last week, and it was like, if this goes south, potentially, we wouldn't see baseball until 20, the end of 2021. And that would be absolutely heartbreaking. Mm. But even after this whole, you know, they're, them going back and forth, it's going to change the entire narr- narrative for the for the new agreement, for the new negotiations. Because now what's going to be in play is what if this ever happens again, or now both sides are showing. You know some colors that haven't been seen before. They're, ne- they're gonna they're gonna negotiate on that, and just like you said, it's it's rich billionaires against the guys who make them billionaires. So they're always gonna have that that head to head conflict because one side needs to make money, the other side is making them money. So they feel like they deserve more money, or at least of what they're making. And it's just it, it, it's there's never gonna be like a fifty fifty split one side wins. No, it's going to be take your losses and, and get on with it. Yeah.
2: Yo, do you think the game kind of changed a little bit when Mike Trout
1: spoke up? I no, I don't think, mm, I think the public pressure, the the pressure of the public stir because once they, you know, guys saw that they're the face of baseball, in my opinion, um, Spoke out; they felt the need to do that, and that created more pressure on the owners. Well, two days after that, Manfred flew down, which was yesterday. Manfred flew down and spoke to Tony Clark. So it was a desperate man going down there, really. So it, I think in that, in like the public, in the public sense, it definitely stirred the pot more.
2: The reason why I asked that is because with <clears throat> all the protesting that's been going around you saw how the NFL stance flipped. Yeah. And Goodell, like even put Once out a Once Mahomes. Once yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. I I was, I was talking about that on the Monday show.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was listening to that.
2: And, uh, I, th- I think the same thing kind of happened with Trout, bro. Like yeah. the whole, everyone in the league, when you hear them talk about other players, it's like Trout, like consensus. Right. So yes. that dude got the juice in the league. And, when he speaks up now, now the hashtag is when and where, right? They're, they're jocking my guy Habib's, you know, send location from a couple of years ago. This is a new one. Yep. But dude, I don't know if you saw this list, check, check this out. Over nine players are going to lose at least $20 million this year with this new presented 60 to second, 60 to 70 game schedule.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to guess Garrett Cole, Mm -hmm. uh, Steven Strasburg. Yes. Matt, Matt Scherzer.
2: Uh yes, three for
1: three. Uh Trout.
2: Four for four.
1: Uh Rendon. No. Uh Granky um, Granky.
2: Granky yes. Uh.
1: All right. Third all baseman.
2: Third baseman. Oh Arenado. Yeah, another third baseman. Well, shortstop also.
1: Uh. I don't think
2: know. think out west. Think same division.
1: Uh, it's not shortstop. I don't know who is he, it.
2: You know him really, really well from the time he spent in the AL East. Oh my God,
1: I'm blanking right now. Oh, I'm so disappointed right now. Who is it? <laughs> Machado.
3: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> well, see, he yo, he's forgotten now. He yeah, dude, that's him. what happens when you go to San Diego. Like he's forgotten. Yeah, but that's right. He's wow.
2: Yeah, that's and not. The last one on this list is David Price. Oh, well, that's, him a, too. that's a lot of money to be losing, bro.
1: That is a lot, but but Garrett Cole, I think, is still making like thirteen and a half. Mike Trout's making fourteen. Listen, you're gonna be just they're gonna be just fine. You know, that they'll be just fine with, with fourteen million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Will you be fine? I'll be fine. You give me fourteen mil, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, ice.
2: I'd be fine with a lot less, a lot, a lot less. <laughs> Yo, where, uh, I, I I know you've expressed both vocally on the show and through your social media, your hatred for one Alex Bregman. Mm-hmm. Let's do a, uh, let's do a tale of the tape. Who do you dislike more right now? Bregman or Manfred?
1: Bregman. Still. Yes. <laughs> that, see how quick that was?
3: Yeah.
1: It, it was, it's so quick. He, but, um, yo, tell t- me you know about words What do you want to hear about Manfred? Just how much like, I hate him.
2: So t- tell me, tell me how you feel he's been handling this situation. Because I think right now the only person that's more excited about him being commissioner than anyone on this planet is the dude that runs the NHL, Gary Bettman, because that guy <laughs> like gets booed in every arena he steps
3: yeah. into. <laughs> well,
1: what what were we saying before? We were saying I. I said, this is a perfect example of putting someone in charge of a sport who doesn't love the sport. Mm. You know, originally he wasn't very qualified. He was the lead negotiator between the MLBPA and the owners. How he got the commissioner's position is beyond me. Think about uh, his predecessor, Bud Selig, awesome commissioner. Commissioner for what, thirty something years? This is a guy that grew up in the Brewers organization. Um, you know, was love baseball in his blood and he did amazing 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 things for the game. Manfred has shown that he not only does has no idea what he's doing but that he really doesn't care about being the bridge between the owners and the players. Let's keep in mind he's the liaison, right? But he's also employed by the 30 owners. So That's whatever they say
2: Very he has important. To do. That's very important that you mentioned that because I do think a lot of Like even hardcore sports fans from my buddies in the group chat had no idea that that's what the commissioner's role is across the board. Yes.
1: yes. So basically whatever the owners are cheering up and talking about, he's just the messenger. However, he's not doing enough of, you know, this is the guy who said five days ago, a hundred percent we'll have baseball. And then 48 hours after that said, I'm not confident on national television. So where, where is our leader? You're supposed to be right. You're the face of, of you know the business aspect of baseball you're the leader of everything and you don't even know what's going on that just goes to show what kind of state uh baseball is in when you know when your leader says I don't I don't even know what's going on so I think he's done an awful job I think I don't even know how his how he can like get fired or if he has to like resign or there's a contract but I mean, what did we say before? A-Rod for Kamish. Give somebody for the people.
2: Yeah, my only request would be that JLo just pulls up next <laughs> to him whenever he has to address <laughs> everyone. I'm <laughs> saying, being honest with you, bro. Yo, Manfred, uh, the thing that kind of soured me on him is what he said about the trophy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I-, I, thought
2: that w- I thought that was a uh, slap to the face for everyone that's involved right? like these Yeah, players, piece of metal. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, a lot of people were asking him, and I think he even got asked this in an interview. Do you feel like the punishment was justified for the Astros and whatnot? Why not just, you know, take the trophy away from them? And he's like, ah, it's just a piece of metal. It's like, well, yeah. it's actually not, you know, like yeah. this is this is a legacy thing. This is something that uh, all those players and those fans. Think about it. Dude. Have worked their the Mets, entire lives for If I saw the Mets win a World Series, I'm telling my kids that one day. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. not there's there's more there's more of an aura to that than a piece of metal. It, it seems yeah, that like was he, a big slap. Yeah, it seems like he can't really read the room well.
1: No, he doesn't uh, feel like or he doesn't feel or seem like a very sociable person. Like at all. He he kind of looks like a robot like the way he talks and stuff it's he's um he's not the best person to have you know be the face of the business aspect of the league like at all at all um, it
2: it it's a it's a gift and a curse when you hire someone who isn't a fan of mm-hmm. that particular craft or sport right and i have a buddy of mine who works with the WWE now and he don't fuck with wrestling at all, at all, and they love it. They love it because he's not a mark to use the wrestling term. So, like, if he's brought backstage and he sees Roman Reigns walking by, he'll be like, "All right, this dude is just like mad, jacked up. Like, he won't like get like if I was to see Roman Reigns, I'd fucking yeah, I'd be like,
1: oh my goodness,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let me feel. Please, some Superman, that- punch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, but that's all I'm saying. You know, imagine I see Mandy Rose and Liv Morgan just walking by me. I'd be like, yo, listen, uh, I know I don't have a lot right now, but you can have it. <laughs> Just take it.
3: Oh, just take it <laughs> all. But,
2: dude, like, they, so I know from the conversations I've had with him that they love that about him. Right. But he's also not spearheading the organization and the league. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, imagine if Vince McMahon wasn't a wrestling fan. It wouldn't, it I It'd think be things would be random.
1: WWE would be totally different.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because there's no there's no attachment there. So that's why I think it's a gift and occurs. Like some people like it, some people don't. You know, do you think you think baseball's playing a dangerous game right now?
1: Yeah. Treading, treading very dangerous waters. Um they had the perfect opportunity and we spoke about this too. They they could have been playing 20 days ago and the entire nation would have watched, and all we've done is man Manfred and you know the public has complained about losing fans, baseball's losing fans, so what what they do? juice the baseballs? We're not so dumb. we picked that up real quick. Um, so it's oh my, I got a cough <coughs> bless you. Uh, they, they had the chance to to really grasp the entire nation. Um, and they failed to do that. They could have gained new fans, gained younger fans and fans that would have been around for a long time. Mm. Um, and, and they failed to do that. So I think what they've done these last couple weeks is a kind of like a framework for kind of where baseball's been going and where it is going.
2: Dude, use yourself as an example what you told me about the UFC because I talk about the UFC every chance I get because it's become my favorite sport to watch. I mean, fucking speak for yourself. Tell me what you told me in the group chat.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. We turned on UFC. Um, I forgot which one it was. It was like 248 or 249.
2: 249 Um, probably. It was was the first first one that
1: came on. Yeah. Yeah, it was 249 and we loved it. Um, We watched it because it was the only thing on. Yep. The only thing on that's the only reason I bought an ESPN plus subscription and paid for a pay-per-view, right? As a non, not even a casual fan,
3: yeah. as
1: someone who's never watched UFC. Um, and now I've grown to really like it. I've bought every single one after that. Um, we talked about Amanda Nunez. I made the mistake of uh, betting against her. Oh boy, bro, you have my number. That's, <laughs> yo, that's what I was saying. I was like, "Yo, before you put that in, you might want to talk to me." <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. but dude, I, I saw plus six fifty. Was it five fifty? My eyes went like this.
2: Yeah, of course, everyone. It's
1: UFC. It's two. Yeah. It's grown ass people fighting in a. Anything can happen, but I was watching the fight, and right when it, right when I saw like her promo, I was like, "There's no way she's <laughs> losing." <laughs> <laughs> But really, dude, we've now I've watched, like, videos on it. Um, I'm watching, you know, guys talk about it. I'm excited for the, for the next one coming up. And that's exactly what it did because they, Dana White, took the opportunity, ran right through the fucking wall with it. And it probably blew up after that. Mm-hmm. Baseball had that same opportunity. Failed to do so during their season. It's not like, well, NBA could have done done it, but it was a little bit different because they had a bunch of confirmed cases. Baseball hadn't started yet.
2: High level point, yes.
1: Um, NFL couldn't do it; they were out. You know, they're out until September, right? Yep. Um, hockey is hockey, right? I mean, it's a good sport, but not many people watch it at all. So baseball had that opportunity, and they failed.
2: It, Man, it's, I'm 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 so glad you said that because you're you're living proof of something that I've been saying. And yeah. Obviously, I use the UFC because it's something that I watch and I got into and uh, I'm in love with now. But it's there's also something about the UFC that's very, very unique where there's actual fighting, right? In, mm-hmm. in such a non-PC, non-conflict world, for the most part when it comes to sports, right? There's yeah. a running joke in the NBA how, like, no one really is, like, a gangster. Everyone just is, like, fake tough. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But with the UFC, you actually see people just going at it and there's a big appeal to it but you're right dude you're right with them being the only people in town and i didn't know that you actually just went out your way to buy the pay-per-view too which is crazy for someone who's like you just got drawn in and that's another thing that i've been saying bro people we're just thirsty for sports
1: yeah i said to myself i'll watch the prelims the prelims were free if you had the ESPN plus subscription so I bought that watch prelims, and I said I'm buying the pay-per-view bought it on the spot and you know I wanted to say this before you know what it reminded me of watching UFC for the first time it reminded me of back in the day watching WWE before we knew it was sports entertainment before like I really thought Jeff Hardy was like straight up him and Bubba Ray Dudley were like killing each other like like kayfabe shit like you know behind the scenes that's what it kinda of brought me back to that. Like, yo, it's this is like WWE but like real. Yeah. And that that's what kind of, you know, punched me in the face to fucking like it. I love it though. I love it now. It,
2: it's awesome, man. It's awesome. It's it's great. Dude, wait until like if you there there's always cards in New York. Like, wait until like one day when fans are allowed to fucking go back. If you and Chris decide to like tag along. i mean we go to all the cards right like you guys we're, we're getting a med to come to the next one too like
1: yeah i'm definitely your,
2: down. your fandom bro is gonna just skyrocket and i yeah. i say this all the time how it's probably the best bang for your buck of any sport dude yo you're, you're, yeah. you're there for six hours bro and you're just That's getting dope. tanked in between fights there's like 20 minutes in between fights so you don't need to worry about like oh man this line is too long for beers in the bathroom it's like yo i got more than enough time for this before you yeah, know it, you, you, have a, you have a beer after every fight. You're like $150 down
1: at the Heineken stand. <laughs> and then you're
0: fucked up by the time you're walking out of
1: there. That's so true. That's so, and you know what? With me, I appreciate when I see things live, whether it's like, it could be anything, like live music or live Broadway show. Like, I end up appreciating it so much more after. So I'm definitely excited to do that because I already know how much I like it now and if i go to one live it's going to be absolutely nuts
2: yeah man it's un- it's unfortunate that baseball dropped the ball on the idea of coming back cuz yo you know now that i think about it it's also like the most social distant sport also
1: it is it is right
2: like on the baseball field batter and catcher probably yeah, the closest really-
1: right like even and when for, you're on and if you're if you're on first base and the first and you're holding, holding them. you on.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Besides that, it's like everyone's kind of spread out, you know? And There was and an being... interesting
1: set of rules that came out, um, like, when this first started. And it said, you know, if it were to come back, if the ball was touched more than twice, they'd have to switch it out. Or if more than one player touched the ball, which happens all the time, right? Uh, they'd have to switch the balls out. So they were making, like, these crazy rules to – kind of like abide by like the social distancing and like you know virus stuff.
2: So I I think it's really stupid because aren't all these players going to be tested and if they're the only ones out there like doesn't yeah. it imply that they're fine?
1: Yes, and I think they'll they'll like be tested like at least once a week or something like that. Uh, it's interesting to see how they're going to do that with like regulating you know, the testing and stuff. Um, Especially when there's, like, people that can't get tests, but all these athletes are getting tested, which is, you know, which is a little weird, but sports, yeah. right?
2: The UFC was saying how they were able to test. They were testing people three times a week when they did that original first week in, in Jacksonville. And uh I know John Anik, who does – he's a play-by-play guy for the UFC, if you want to say play-by-play, but – um. Said how he got tested three times in eight days. Wow! And it's you know before every card he would get tested, all right? Wow, and I crazy. I also I also find that funny what you said about them switching the ball in and out. It, it's kind of similar to when I always I've been laughing every time I watch the weigh-ins in the UFC, and they're wearing gloves and masks, and like they have to stay away from each other. It's like, dude. In 24 hours, <laughs> you guys are going to be bleeding and sweating on each other.
1: Yeah, for real. And, like, like breathing over each other. Yeah, which is the most M- –
2: MMA is the most non-social distancing thing of all sports. Yeah. It's, like, the whole objective is to get close, get inside, and, and grapple each other for the most part. Yeah,
1: literally. literally,
2: Dude, But they've done second. a good job. Yeah. No, they have. They have. And, and they've also laid the blueprint for all these other leagues.
1: Right? Great if, point. If you line bro, up the just timetable – you line
2: up the timetable, bro. UFC started doing events. Before you know it, soccer started. Then the NBA got rolling, and yep, they yep. laid the the blueprint down. To...
1: Let me ask you a question. This might be a dumb question, but does UFC have like an off season, or is it just like all the time?
2: No. So they go. They there's basically a card every week, bro. With the exception yeah, of seen... I think last year it was 45 of the 52 weeks that was a that was a card. Wow. Out. There's See, a that's paper- awesome too. Yeah, there's a pay-per-view on – well, the UFC just got so big, right? The original origins of the UFC, they would do just the pay-per-views, right? So, it'd be like UFC 1, UFC 30, UFC
1: 58.
2: I remember that. And then it got to a point where they started doing the fight nights. Sure, they got – they benefited, I should say, from like they got a Fox deal. So, it's like, yo, Mm -hmm. now we're going to start running more cards, right? So, they started doing the fight nights. But – There's a card every week. Shit, there's a card this weekend. There's a dope main event
1: next weekend. um, Who's fighting?
2: This weekend is uh, Curtis Blades and Volkov. Volkov, for the NFL fan, he recently fought Greg Hardy.
1: Okay, okay.
2: And uh, Curtis Blades is probably the most disrespected heavyweight in the history of the UFC. Like, this dude has two losses to Naganu, who... Nagano's a,
1: yeah, yeah, a monster.
2: That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, he also fought on that car that you saw too. Yes.
1: Right? Yeah, that's what I first I was like, who is that guy? He's an absolute tank. And then I saw a video of like his trainer punching him in the abs like really hard, and he wasn't. I was like, That guy's an absolute monster.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was a video of Ryan, you know, Ryan Garcia, the the boxer. Uh, no, he's like, so he's like 22, 23 years old. I know he's mad young, but he's like an undefeated boxer. He's with, uh, he's with a big promotion. He's like a gym shark athlete, but like, yo, he's like a MAGA looking dude too. Like there's mad like he's been on GQ and shit. So he does this thing where it's like, take the punch challenge. And he gives you oh, this shit. like body armor. And he, like, just tees off on you. <laughs> he had uh, Francis Ngannou on it. And Francis is just like, as he's getting punched, and this kid, Ryan, bro, I'm going to send you the link after. And he's teeing off. He's turning red. <laughs> and is just giggling like, oh, this is like when a
3: baby hits you. <laughs> it's like, what?
1: Yeah, yo, he's a – you know who's a beast, too, from the last uh, the last pay-per-view I watched? Um, Sean O'Malley. Oh, yeah. Yo. I, I bet against him too. Don't know why. Because that was dude, I just went for the underdogs every single fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's,
2: that's all good. I did. You saw the plus and so you got a you got a little I room. had to.
1: But now I know it made me realize like never against Amanda Nunez. Ever. Well, you all know, that, there's
2: there's a there's a big <clears throat> you're never gonna wanna bet someone that's minus six hundred. But right, you just yeah. never like to win a hundred bucks. Did you hear I about rest- the
1: guy who bet a million dollars on Amanda Nunez yeah. for 166K?
2: Yeah. Imagine big that. bank take little bank, you <laughs> know? But dude, there's a, there's a big edge in the UFC when there's fighters like Sean O'Malley, like Amanda Nunez, who you could bet them when the fight will end. So like you yes. could have gotten Sean O'Malley to win in the first round. Via knockout plus two seventy.
1: Yeah,
2: you know who had that? You. So I'm saying, bro, just text me. <laughs> See? Yeah,
1: I gotta text. I'm gonna text you this Saturday for sure.
2: All right, last thing right. I want to ask you, man, and I appreciate your time once again. And then I'll give you the yeah, always, bro. The, always. The, the floor is yours to plug away. Baseball comes back, right? Hopefully.
1: Yeah.
2: Do you think this could be a turning point for the outlook of baseball as far as? Them capitalizing on the no sports at the moment, or do you think it's going to go back to how it's been, where they're just comfortable in that third slot
1: behind NBA and NFL? I think they're going to try to do whatever they can to surpass, but what they've done right now is dig their hole too deep. Well, first of all, NFL's top dog, right? Right.
3: They're,
1: they're never going to surpass them, ever, ever, in my opinion. Um, them trying to do that at the same time of this whole thing going on is a bad, it's like mixture. It's a recipe for failure, even more failure, really. I think they're best to just ride it out and kind of use these rule changes to see what the public eye is on them. Universal DH, right? If there's a good, if, if we like it, if everybody likes it, then maybe they implement that um, and try and, you know, grab more people like that, which they probably will. But other than that, that's really the only leverage they have. They they didn't capitalize like we spoke about. Um, so if they try and do anything else, it's gonna make it worse. You know, they're never gonna they have to realize that, you know, they're kinda okay where they're where they are. You know, they're a summer sport. Everybody watches baseball in the summer, right? You got it on in the background,
3: yeah. you're watching
1: games at night after work or you know, just having something on. Um, so I think if they if they just stick with that they'll be they'll be fine, they'll be fine, but if they try and do too much it's going it's going to bite them in the ass.
2: I pulled up the betting odds right now, and they've done something really, really interesting, which I I was going to ask
1: you about about like what the Mets odds would be for a shortened season if they came out with that.
2: so they have them right now they're twenty two to one um really, yeah, Dodgers and Yanks are still the prohibitive favorites
1: and I'm telling Mets, you right now, Nick. And we're gonna talk about Chris and I are gonna talk about this on our episode tonight. The Mets are the best setup team for a shortened season. Because oh. think about it. First of all, they start hot every year. That's every true. year they start hot. Yeah. If you could start twenty five and ten in a 60 game season with 16 playoff team, you've got a locked.
2: Yeah. And I didn't think about if that. If there's
1: universal DH, now Cespedes is hitting every day. You don't have to worry about him running his heels and his shins all over the place. Just, hey, go up there, swing a bat. And then you got – your pitching is obviously really good, minus Syndergaard, but you're not going to need to use all those guys for 162 games. You're only going to need them for 60, 70 games. So, here, Degrom, let it loose. Go. Go do yeah. your thing. So, I think it's them. I would say – probably just the Mets for me are the best set up. So I think you should be very excited if baseball comes back.
2: I hope, man. I hope. You know, it would be very Mets-like that this would be a year that they would win, like, the NL again. Yo, for real? <laughs> just, like, in a shortened season. But, dude, when you look at they, – they've eliminated the win totals, right, like, over under 96 games, 72 games. Oh. Now it's win percentages.
1: Ooh, interesting.
2: So it's, like – for example, Arizona Diamondbacks have to at least play seventy-five games for the bet to stand. Line represents team win percentages over under fifty-two. That is, this is why they make money, man.
1: So that's so that's pretty much saying them going a little bit over five hundred, right? Like fifty-two percent of their games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're going to go over for sure.
2: Where are the Yankees at? The, so the Yankees are at sixty-two. Hmm. But, yo, you're right, dude. You come out what – what if you come out the gates? And I think you said it on, uh, on the IG Live you did, and you're like 7-12 and 12 or, or that's 7 That's thing and with the
1: Yankees. The yeah. Yankees are notorious for starting, for starting with a losing record in April. They're not very good in April and May. When it gets hot, that's when we turn it up. And that could really screw us.
2: Yo, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be like a jobber to win MVP. There's going to be you know some what I'm dumb shit. Some dumb shit's going to happen because it's a short season. Some guy's going to get hot for, like, 35 gates. Oh, 35 gates. 35 games out the gates. And then before you know it, it's going to be someone, like, some, like, B-plus player.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm interested to see what, and this is kind of, like, a hot take, but if anybody can hit, like, 390 or, like, even 400.
2: Oh, yeah. Because
1: guys have gone out of the gate and hit. 389 that one year Miguel Cabrera was hitting like 390 up until August yeah and that's from April like that's if if you get hot for 60 games like there's a good not a good chance but like it could definitely be done in 60 games hitting over 400 if you're like your Mike Trout
2: yeah nah that yeah that's a good point this is this is why it's gonna be fun man I think it's gonna be fun I think with a shortened season. Like, yo, how many teams have opened up the gates and they're like first at the All-Star break? And then before you know yeah. it, they're like twelve games out of first come the end of the year.
1: Or or the Nationals last year. The Nationals won the World Series last year. They were nineteen and thirty-one in July. They don't so, make the playoffs if their sixty games.
2: Yo, that's right. Yeah.
1: So You know what the, I was I I'm sorry, real quick, but nah, of course. there was a there was a meme I saw the other day and it was like uh, MLB plays a 50 game season Jacob DeGroms with a Cy Young with a 1 and 1 record
2: <laughs> <laughs> 1 and 1 record with a 0.79 ERA
1: with a 0.79 yeah <laughs> all
2: right man listen i appreciate your time um very very last minute uh hit you guys up today or yesterday i forgot um but Came
1: yeah, it was this morning early early this morning
2: yeah 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 my days now dude after being off for so long coming back tell like, me
1: about it bro I know. but i
2: like it though man i like it because again going back to what we talked about before i feel like my life has urgency now where i was mm-hmm. just chilling during quarantine i'm like i'll get to it you know what i'm saying yeah. and and now you're I getting can't, up and going yeah yeah my time is mad well like calculated that's why when you said like yo we got to start at three and i only got about an hour which roughly what we're coming up on it's like that's perfect that's what i want i want structure so i can get on and and do everything else i gotta do but nick alvarez twin talk yanks uh tell everyone what what y'all are about what you got coming up where they can find you
1: yeah man twin talk yanks you can follow us at twin Talk Yanks on instagram and on twitter you can follow me at nlv09 on instagram at c alvarez 45 on instagram that's nick and chris Listen, man, we're back. We took a little hiatus because of the pandemic, but we're back every Thursday nights dropping podcasts. We're going to do some IG lives, um, especially if there's no baseball fans. Um, We're going to do like Zoom meeting fans where we all watch a game together and we're commentating it and stuff. So we got a lot of stuff planned for everybody. But Nick, as always, man, this is a blast. We love coming on and talking talking baseball, talking shit. And we appreciate you reaching out to us, bro.
2: Nah, man, anytime, anytime. I just... uh... hope you guys pick up some more momentum and this can help you guys get up and going again after a little hiatus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're hoping we're hoping. So, I mean, so far the, you know, our Instagram live did very, very well. We, we love the interaction with that. So we're just going to, you know, continue to feed off that and, you know, just talk our mind. And that's really what it's about. It's talking some baseball shit, baby.
2: At the lamb show guys is where you can find me visit our Patreon. You can get the Monday episode already that's been up gonna start pumping out some more content on there now that again have some more structure and have a direction of what's going on um we're gonna be doing a jersey giveaway so if you guys aren't following veterans minimum on instagram head on over and go and check that out and shout out to the members of the patreon as well and I'm gonna hate myself for this because there's one more thing I needed to fucking address and I forgot to. Oh, VMFC! Shout out to Alex on the YouTube channel. He did an interview with uh, someone from Fox Deportes. Really, really dope. I saw that. Really, really inspiring story too. And uh, yeah, man, go and check that out. Show that love. And I'm out. And I'm gone. And I leave. Shout out to Little Dicky, man. <laughs> yo for
3: real you think you got it I got it for real you think you got what i got uh, this one for those they forget in my city this one for those they forget Yeah. this dog of deletion is ready to kill you think you got it i got it for real you think you got what i got uh, you think you got it I got it for real you think you got what i got uh, this one for those they forget in my city
1: Finishing meal,
3: I'm coming for real Taking that food right off of your grill Nick you too ill, can't let it drop of me spill Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain I'm here for the spot to be filled Not to be
1: cocky, but all of you watching While I'm in the cup paying property bills Got it, Got it.
3: mypatriotsupply.com